Hey, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. We are going to be talking about spoilers in this episode. So you haven't, if you haven't seen any of the movies that we're talking about today, uh, go back and watch them and then come back and listen to our thoughts. Hello, I'm Ryan. You're listening to the Border Buds Podcast, where we talk about a wide range of topics, mostly centering around movies that we watch. Make sure to follow our Letterboxd profiles to stay up to date on our discussions each episode. Yo. Yo. You know what it is. You know what it is. It's the Border Buds Podcast. The Boards Butter Butter Buds Board. What's going on, Ben? Not too much. Ryan. I'm just sipping on my Lacroix Pamplemousse uh, sparkling water. Lacroix. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. It's pretty good. Do you feel good about yourself? I do. It <laughs> tastes very good in my mouth. You and the, all the 40-year-old what? white women out there? Hey. No, 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 no. No, no, no. This this stuff is prime time, man. What what flavor of liqueur is that? Pamplemousse. Pam- oh, okay, pa- uh, grapefruit. Yeah, right. Dude, I, I <laughs> dude, I, the whole <laughs> sparkling water trend is so obnoxious. I just <laughs> man, I love it. I don't drink pop anymore. I have, I just have sparkling water, and I <laughs> feel so much better about myself. I don't drink pop either, but I don't drink. I I prefer regular water to. LaCroix, dude. No, dude. Or any, like, seltzer any water. Any sparkling water, I prefer over any other drink, pretty much. No. Like, okay, the furthest I've gone with the sparkling water stuff is, uh, I, I had some orange juice, and I poured some, um, mm. what's that stuff oh, called? What do you, what? Your, your tall green bottles. Oh, the San Pal or the Perrier? The, the oh, San Pal. No, Perrier, yeah. Yeah, Perrier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I oh, poured with the orange Perrier in oh. orange juice with, like, oh, a couple, so um, like, ice cubes. It's so good. That's a, that's a good way to start off the day. You, so you like that? I do like okay, that, yeah. but like I don't. Well, I don't, it's just sparkling. I don't overdo juice, it yeah, on the on right. the sparkle. It's so good. <laughs> Mostly orange juice, little sparkle. Oh, it's so good. But dude, I can't just pick up a can of Lacroix, which is like I saw. I saw a meme one time that was like, um, like peach Lacroix is is like or like fruit flavored Lacroix, tastes like. Um, oh, what it, it tastes, oh, like the fruit part of it tastes like somebody in another room is yelling the word of the fruit. What? I don't know. That doesn't even, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. I, okay, I described it really poorly. That was terrible. I did a, hor- a horrible Listeners job. Listeners are going to turn this off. They're going to be like, what is he talking about? What? I don't know, but it, I just related I to it because it, it barely tastes like the fruit. It says grapefruit on it, but I've had that flavor before and no, it tastes, it's so good, it bro. barely tastes like grapefruit. It's like. I don't know. It just tastes like bad water. I'd rather drink water. Water's no, better no, for you no. anyways. But I will say this. Shout out to President's Choice, like the Superstore brand. Yeah. They have the best grapefruit okay, flavor my... out of any any sparkling water. President's Choice has got has one on the grapefruit. For my American friends and family who are listening to our podcast, um, Superstore is a Canadian, like the Canadian Walmart, except Canada also has Walmart. Yeah. So, I don't, is go. that a fair... Or, like, it's like well, a cross Superstore, between Walmart and Costco. Yeah, Walmart sells better, like, non-food stuff yeah. than Superstore. No, Superstore is mostly food. Yeah. It's like Walmart if most store. of the store was food. Right. It's like the opposite of what... Yeah. Yeah. Mostly food with some other things no. and, like, clothes. But no. Walmart's, like, mostly clothes and... Some food. Yeah, some food. Yeah. 
I wouldn't actually know. I don't go to Walmart anymore. I used to go lots, but the last time I went to Walmart was before I was gearing up for a um, my road trip to Calgary this summer. And mm, I remember going mm-hmm. there because I had to buy two things that I could really only think of uh, that I could buy at Walmart. And it was like one of those big uh, black tubs, like plastic tubs with the yellow lid. You know, oh, that Walmart sells. Oh, yeah, the one that flew off the, the roof. Yeah, the one that flew off the roof of the van. <laughs> that was so funny. We were driving on the van and I forgot it was up there and it just went flying off into all the sudden, road. All of a sudden, we just And you were just something. like, you were like, right, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm like, I feel like this van was going to fall apart. So yeah. I was like, oh, we're dying. And then. Yeah. Then well, we were fine. I Yeah, when I bought the minivan, I was like, we. Well, I, I the other thing I had to buy at Walmart was the jerry can. For, right. for extra gas in case we ran out and didn't have a <laughs> gas station to stop at because who knows maybe the uh, something would leak yeah or yeah it's so possible. we it's i possible. didn't know what the fuel economy of our minivan was like so i bought brought a big old jerry can and i was like i don't want to keep this inside the van with us so i bought another bin to put the jerry can inside of and strapped it with a ratchet strap to the top of the minivan for our entire expedition to wow. alberta and back that would have been so that was my last what kind of van it's a pontiac what pontiac montana it's a 1998 that was just a beautiful beautiful van beautiful era of vehicles yeah late 90s early 2000s is really known for having (laughs) the standout really vibrant vehicles with lots of personality lots of personality we all all know that yep anyways yeah (laughs) anyways well this is a movie podcast (laughs) this is a movie podcast shall we talk about some movies yeah ben um well i i had the marvelous idea you did um just now we didn't prepare for this Um, oh no what what just Uh, now yeah i just came up with this idea where we should talk about movies that we've seen this week not together right yes that was about 10 minutes ago yeah because i didn't (laughs) i didn't come i didn't think of that until just now So, Ben, what have you watched this Perfect. week? Okay, I've seen, uh, I saw one movie uh, called, it's a new one, featuring Matt Damon. It's called Stillwater. Nice. Um, so Tell us about it. I'll read the synopsis and I'll give you a brief, a brief uh, sort of what I thought about it. Uh, Stillwater, directed by Tom McCarthy. Secrets run deep. Bill Baker, an American oil rig roughneck from Oklahoma, travels to Marseille to visit his estranged daughter, Allison, who is in prison for a murder she claims she did not commit. Confronted with language barriers, cultural differences, and a complicated legal system, Bill builds a new life for himself in France as he makes his personal mission to exonerate his daughter. So... This is a long, like this is a long movie. It's like 140 minutes. Um, I think it just feels longer than it is. I thought it was a little, little longer than it needed to be. A little drawn out. Um, I think Matt Damon does well um, in his role. Um, what did my? Let me go to my. Yeah, review. you you actually wrote a pretty good uh, letterbox review. I saw it and I was like, wow. Ben's wow. pen game is is uh the pen game the pen game is getting better. How the heck do I find my? You you go to reviews. I don't know how to work my letterbox. And here. then you swipe over to you. Oh you, okay. So this is what I wrote: a long and drawn out story, though still interesting. Stillwater is neither hot nor cold, 
but just lukewarm, and that's how you'll feel if you watch this movie. Could have ended better or worse. It's just how life goes, I guess. Well-worded. Um, Three yeah. stars. So so you did like it. I did. Like It was it was a fine movie. It wasn't like incredible, but uh, I thought the acting was pretty good, and the story was interesting. It was just maybe longer than it should have been. And, uh, yeah, some movies, you know, they just kind of, they don't end very good or very bad. It's just, yeah. So, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's worth the watch. I'd, I would I would recommend it. Um, it's not an action film, like, at all. Most people think Matt Damon action film. Um, but it, it's not, and... I don't know. I went into it thinking that, like, oh, it's like Matt Damon's version of Liam Neeson's Taken, but like totally proven wrong. Um, very different. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it though. Still. Nice. Yeah. That's sick. What about you, Mister Rye Guy? Um. What about me? I've watched a bunch of movies recently. I've so it's October now, so I've started doing my annual October. Um, classic horror movie mm-hmm. marathon. Mm-hmm. So, me and uh, I, sh- me and Sadie, watched The Thing by John Carpenter not too long ago, which was a classic. But the movie I really want to talk about is one that came out today, as oh, of I... the day that we're recording this podcast, and that is uh, The Muppets Haunted Mansion, which came out exclusively on Disney Plus. Wow. Um, I wrote a big long review on Letterboxd. Again, uh, just want to plug our Letterboxd profiles. I know that's in the intro. Um, but Plug it. yeah, it's, it's like pretty much my main social media now. It's, I don't even know if you can really call it a social media, but it, it is. You it can follow your is. friends and yeah. interact with their reviews and, mm-hmm. uh, see what your friends are doing. I have a couple of friends on there. Um, mm-hmm. but it's a super cool app. Um, and I, for, to any of our listeners who have any interest whatsoever in, um, reading our reviews or of other films that we don't talk about on this podcast, cause there's many of those. Uh, I'd highly recommend you download it and uh, and give it a try. Mm-hmm. You might like it, and we'd love to hear from you and follow you and uh, read your reviews as well. Well, so, we yeah, like Ryan and I, we both don't really use I, social media. I just deleted Instagram, and nice. I don't really use any other social media. Right. So I Letterbox is the only one that I use on a daily yeah. basis. It's fun. It's so know, fun. Something it's fun, fun about and, reviewing your own movies and, and looking at other people's thoughts. There's not like this, um, like with other social media, like Instagram or Facebook or whatever. There's always this like comparison aspect, right? Where and you're this like, like likes thing, this likes and thing, like and you're looking, always seeing just a right. highlight reel of everyone's lives, and it kind of is like this it's kind of nothing like that. It's not a very uh, healthy thing no, to fill your mind with day sure. in and day out. But Letterbox is a super cool way for you to see what your friends are watching, and and you. I, because I downloaded Letterboxd, I've been exposed to so many movies I never would have seen otherwise because you can find right. some really obscure stuff on Letterboxd, yeah. man. Like, I've yeah. found some really crazy, like, three-hour-long Japanese movies yeah. from the 1950s that are on my watch list That's that awesome. I would never have heard of otherwise that look amazing mm-hmm. and I can't wait to get to mm-hmm. whenever I have three hours I want to carve out of my life <laughs> to watch a movie. Um, but, yeah, so just... Uh, I always forget to plug our letterbox in in our podcast, so there's that. But I, let me talk plug. about the movie I watched. So do it. Um, and and also side note, there. Uh, if you guys want to know where to 
uh, follow us, just click the link in the description of each episode because our, our profiles our are linked there. Both there, of ours, yeah. me and Ben. Yeah. Okay, so Muppets Haunted Mansion. So a little backstory. I, I'm a huge Muppets fan. I talked about this on our last episode, I think, or one of them. You did. Because I yeah. was antis- this was one of my most anticipated movies along with Dune. Right. Um, and I grew up with the Muppets. Every Christmas, my family would... Um, we would watch uh, Muppets Christmas Carol together with Michael Caine, of all people. And it's just a wonderful movie. You would and watch with Michael Caine? Yeah, me and him, Michael Caine. You Best and- buds. What? Yeah, dude. We go way back. Michael Caine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did you not know this? Bro, that, this is like that a- Ryan. Dude, Michael Caine's like my homie. Ryan. He's like my main man. That means that we have to watch Secondhand Lions. No, it doesn't mean that. Yes, it does. No. Michael Caine is amazing in that movie. Well, he's amazing in every movie. Doesn't mean I want to watch Secondhand Lions. Okay. <laughs> We're going to watch that. We're going to pod <laughs> yeah, okay, that we'll, movie. We'll, We're going to we'll, pod that it. movie. I'll, I'll watch it for you, Ben. Okay. Anyways, sorry. I got sidetracked. No, there. it's okay. I just... I'll, I'll get around to talking about this movie eventually. Yeah. But big, big Muppets fan. I've seen every Muppets movie there is. Uh... And I've seen a, a few of the specials and uh, a lot of the, the Muppets show, the original series. Uh, Jim Henson's classics are amazing. And this is the first newer one that I've seen. Uh, and it's it's really good. It, it's the first Halloween special from the Muppets. And the um, synopsis is very brief and it reads, Gonzo is challenged to spend one night in the haunted mansion on Halloween night. And it's only 50 minutes long, which made it a really easy watch. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's honestly, for for what I wanted out of it, which was to see the Muppets do their Muppety things and Muppets do the some, Muppety things. some horrendous dad jokes and uh, some hilarious musical numbers. Is it still like all like the original voice actors? A lot of it, yeah. A lot, a lot, of, lot them? of them. Okay. I was amazed. I went through and a, most of them are the same wow. voice actors that That's have impressive. been around since like the 70s. That's impressive. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. So these guys, and the guy who directed it is, his name is Kirk R. Thatcher. And he was, he worked on a lot of the original Muppets movies. So Hmm. even though Jim Henson isn't around anymore, uh, this guy, uh, Kirk Thatcher, he has been a part of the Muppets for a very long time and Hmm. um, worked very closely with it. So he has a, like, it really feels like a classic Muppets movie. Hmm. And I, I'm probably going into way too much detail for a, a kid's movie, but uh, it did mean a lot to me, actually. And it was hilarious. And I would recommend it to everyone. Uh, I'm going to watch it again on Halloween night because nice. it's just a perfect, like, fun, lighthearted, spooky movie with some awesome jokes. And because hmm. uh, not everyone's into horror and me, you know, I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's And that's OK. It's not a genre that's for everyone, which is mm-hmm. part of why I like it. But um, this is a perfect way to. Get those spooky vibes. Family night horror. Exactly, it's good for the whole family. Right. So nice. uh, Highly recommend. I give it four stars. It's awesome, dude. If you want to read my review, download Letterbox or go to the website. Some enticement. Enticing. Yeah, I gotta get that. You gotta get that Letterbox now, my listeners. So I I would uh, recommend Muppets Haunted Mansion and uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, which I gave five stars and a like. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. So. Yeah, that's, that's what I've watched this week. Some high ranks right there. High ranks. But. Cool, dude. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> what have you uh, been listening to? 
also. Right. We talked. I, I kind of want to make this like a new uh, segment on our pod. Because okay. last week we talked about our albums that we listened to recently. And I think that it's cool to shake it up a little bit. What should we call this part of the podcast? Music. Fire music. Fire music with <laughs> fire people. No. Fire music with B- Ben and Rye. I hate it. <laughs> it's so horrible. We gotta make. We yeah. need. If you guys have name suggestions, yeah, let for us this, know. For this segment of the pod, of we need what we've been listening. We should to. come up with a separate theme song for the music review segment. We honestly should. Okay. Well, we'll we'll name is we TBD. We need some suggestions to be determined. I don't know how you guys are gonna reach out to us because not like any of you know us personally. Yeah, um, <laughs> none of our audience knows us. Yeah. It's a completely naturally accumulated audience. You're going to have to somehow reach out to us through Letterboxd. I'm sure there's a way. Yeah. Through Letterboxd? Yeah. They can reach us through the podcast. What? Yeah. Wow. You can, there, you can send us messages through Anchor. Uh, Yo, so through just Anchor. do that. Just do that. Through Anchor. Just and Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you go to our podcast website, you can, uh, you can reach out to us somehow. I actually haven't checked out the feature, but I know it's possible. Okay. Well, we'll look. We're expecting many messages. Yeah. With many suggestions. <laughs> we want suggestions. I know my mom's going to text me with a, a million names. Amazing. I'm looking forward to Shout out to Ryan's mom. Shout out to my mom. Yeah. She she uh, also helped with suggestions for the podcast name. Nice. None of them made the cut. Didn't sadly. make the cut. But Cast maybe. Iron Critics was close. But maybe this will make the cut. Maybe. So looking forward to it. Anyways, what have I been listening <laughs> yeah, to? Yeah, we're so sidetracked. Yeah, we're so sidetracked. It's good though. So, uh... Last podcast, I was all hyped for Neverland 2, Andy Minio. Oh, yeah. Let's hear your thoughts. Um, I put all my chips on the line. I said it was going to be straight fire. And Drum roll. I'll take, I'll take about half of those chips back. Ooh, half. That's not good. So, yeah, I feel very half and half about the album. So, um, if, you, if you were to Letterboxd review it, what would you give it? On a star rating. Oh boy. Of half a star to five stars. I'd probably give it a three. A three? Yeah. So like better than not, like or a two and a half. I two and a half to three. It's hard. It's two and a half to three. It's somewhere in there. Um it's got some like it's got some real high point. Well, one real high point, like the 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 start of the album. The first two songs, "Am I dot 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 falling?" Uh, Those are two separate songs. Two separate songs, "Am I dot dot dot," and then "dot dot dot falling?" Question mark. They like feed into each other. They're like pretty much the same song, but Yo, he broke them up into what's, two. What's the name for that? When you do the dot dot dot, do you know what that's called? No. There's a name for that. I'm gonna Google it. I don't know. Anyways, um, might be my. It's like one of my favorite openings to an album. Like, easily. Ever. Oh, yeah. Like, Falling is, is a very good song. I, I love that song. Um, there's a few other good songs on here, but I like the like the overall theme. I mean, Neverland, right? So he, that that's sort of been a theme throughout Andy's career, it seems like. has to do with growing up, letting things go. Uh, this one's very much about having to bury his mother and moving on from that mourning and grieving stuff. So, um, 
but yeah, I don't know. It it felt a little pieced together, and yeah, it was okay. It was an okay album. Nice. Yeah. Did you find what that? What I the did, dot, dude. Dot it's mean? called an ellipsis. An ellipsis. I knew I knew what it was called. So there the you go. dot 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 is an ellipsis. You heard it here first. Triple dot. Everyone ellipsis. already knew that. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. We're just behind. Um, right. I'll I'll give my thoughts quickly on right. Uh, you did on Neverland you, too because I also you gave it to a it. couple listens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I listened to it twice. Once by myself after uh, mm-hmm. at Ben's request, and then again with Ben. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I've listened to Andy Mineo's other stuff. He's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. He's had some misses, but he's also had some serious hits. Mm-hmm. He's a um, very talented guy. He's talented. He just yeah. like it feels for me like he never fully reaches his potential. Right. Um. But this one. I'm gonna have to give it a, a two and a half mm. on the the letterbox scale because so we're quite uh, quite similar in our. I'm opinions. pretty indifferent. Yeah. Um, on this one, I agree. The first three tracks is a <sighs> banger way to open this. Oh. So that I was me, so I, I was like, yo, this album is only gonna get better, and then it sort of dropped off. After and then that. there's another song. Remind you like remind me. Was it remind me? That's the one with like the sort of Justin Bieber vibes on. Yeah, the yeah, I kind of liked that one. That was yeah. like a, a that was like a I would listen to it in the car sort of song. Yeah. Um. So there's like there's four songs out of this, fourteen really. There's fourteen on. The yeah. Album. So I liked four out of the fourteen tracks. So I might even based on that ratio, I might trying even give it a good. two. Did you like of, trying? Trying was like the slow lyrical one. Uh, I don't know. I felt it was a good song. If I, I remember like it correctly, I remember it felt kind of derivative, like mm. not really that inspired. But that's okay. Fair enough. Um, I so again, I agree with Ben. The opening three tracks, great, fantastic. So if good. he had kept the momentum yeah. on with that throughout the whole thing, I would have yeah. yeah been all all on board. But uh, you know, it's it's a okay to mediocre to. I probably won't listen to it again record yeah. for me. Yeah. I would listen to the first three tracks again, but probably nothing else. Yeah. So I'm, I was disappointed. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, as a whole, I was kind of disappointed too. But um, what I've uh, personally been listening to, I've been listening to the album Grace by Jeff Buckley. And this is an older mm-hmm. album. It came out in 94, I believe. And this is a singer-songwriter kind of album, almost like rock. Uh record and he's the guy who did the cover of hallelujah you know that song oh, yeah, yeah, by, yeah, uh, yeah yeah i can't oh uh let no who did the original i don't know oh shoot i mean so many people have done covers of hallelujah i know but the original original okay i can't remember it's yeah some famous old singer now mm. um but yeah jeff buckley's cover is amazing and he, i think he kind of redefined it for a generation mm. um because i think his is also like the most popular version but his, this album is start to finish amazing and i i fully recommend it to our listeners um i might have to give that a listen do do give it a good i'm mm-hmm. thinking about buying it on vinyl because it's wow. a very good start to finish record mm-hmm. um that i can just put on and not have any moments where i want to skip songs mm. um, yeah it's nice when that happens yeah it, it is Man. i love those and oh. it's i it's interesting because this album got me wanting to understand like the the history behind the record because it's, it's only like official record there's some b-sides that came out wow. and stuff like unreleased material but it's because he died at a young age no he was way. 30 years old and he wow. died shortly after like right before he was about to release his next album wow um and he went for a swim in the mississippi river fully clothed and drowned really in the mississippi river apparently in the wake of a boat 
So I thought that was fascinating. So he he only ever released one album, and it was an absolute slam dunk. Wow. Has been included in Rolling Stones like top 500 albums of all time list, and it's yeah, it's uh, it's gotten quite the the praise over the years. Wow. But uh, I loved it so. I've been listening to that, and also to "Pimp a Butterfly" by Kendrick Lamar is something I threw on the threw on the old record player today. Yeah, Uh, I have that one on vinyl. Luckily, yeah, it's um, uh, easily a top five record for me of all time. It's It's so good. Just, I don't even. I I need a whole separate podcast episode to talk about how good it is. That man has got some serious. He does. He's not. Yeah. He ain't playing. I don't even know how. He ain't a wannabe. Yeah, to pimp a butterfly is just. Yeah, T-Pab, as I like to abbreviate it. T-Pab. T-Pab. Us, us Kung Fu Kenny fans like to call it T-Pab. Kung Fu Kenny. Kung Fu Kenny. Kung Fu Kenny. Yeah, so that's what I've been listening to. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry, good. I feel like I t- I've been talking a lot more than you did. No, dude, not at all. This is great. Okay. If, <laughs> if you got any more albums, feel free. Um, I hogged a lot of the. No, dude, no, you didn't. It's all good, bro. Uh, no, no, we're good, we're good. You know what? One album's good. One album's good. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Cool. That's sick. Okay. What did? Oh, what did we? Uh, what did we have for drinks when we watched your movie tonight? Ooh, 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 you want to You want to fill us in? Some Whistler Brewing Pilsners. Yeah. So good. It's a great beer. So good. The, it's the nice Pilsner went down real smooth. Went down smooth, but it's got those bitter hops, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. If you don't, if you don't like too much hop in your beer, go pick up a Whistler but Brewing I'm not Pilsner. Like, I'm not like a crazy hops guy. Like I, I don't want my beer to have like the most hops imaginable because then it's Me like neither. too sour or too bitter. Yeah. But uh, this one was the right amount. It I'd was. Say. It's, it's the perfect right in between, like you, you said, you, in between the the lager and the. Uh, the pale ale. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, the honey lager is very low on the hop scale. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's like, like juice. Yeah. It's, it's like drinking it, it, honey. It's like drinking honey. That's what it's they call so it. It's so good. It's, oh. uh, it really goes down the hatch easily. Oh. Uh, yeah. But uh, this one's a little more bitter, and it, it kind of makes you sip on it a little more and take in all of the flavors, and I yeah. liked it. Yeah. And Whistler Brewing Co. Um, Whistler Brewing Company, they, yeah. they make a good, yeah, good beers. I, good. I bought a... The last time I bought from them was I bought their... Uh, chestnut right. ale, right. and that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It literally tastes like liquid chocolate. Yeah, and that was interesting. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it yeah. definitely they were okay. Has a like I don't, I would flavor profile. I wouldn't personally. I don't think I would have one again. No, yeah, I wouldn't buy it again. But, but I'm glad I did because yeah, now you know. Yeah, we know it wasn't terrible. It was like too chestnutty. Yeah, I agree. Not enough of the other flavors. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's always good to pair a good beverage with your good movie yeah um do you want to okay. do you want to do our, our our game yeah so uh, here we go another new segment well i don't podcast. know if this is going to be a frequently recurring segment right. we might do this again if yeah, people like every it, now and then yeah. every now once in a while yeah. uh would you like to explain right yeah i'll explain so this is an idea that i came up with for the podcast because <laughs> i think we need more of a variety of topics if i'm being honest so um but still keeping in, in uh, consistent with the uh, the movie podcast mm-hmm. genre, uh, I decided I came up with a game that we were gonna play, uh, where we basically 
try to remember our own letterbox reviews scores. This is gonna be fun. So so what I did is I had I told Ben to scour my letterbox profile um, of the like almost eight hundred movies I've logged. It's a lot of and movies to go through. To find to just pick out five reviews. You picked five, right? Yep. Cool. So five reviews and he wrote down what I gave each of those movies. Sure did. On a star rating. And I did the same for Ben. I went through his catalog and I, I picked out five movies that Sweet. I don't think he'll remember. So wow. we're going to see who can remember the most of their own scores. Wow. And I think it'll be a good test to like see if we remember our actual like feelings on the movie. Wow. Because this I feel like sometimes fun. we just like when we're just... You screwed me over with well, movies. Well, that first like, day that you like get letterboxed, <laughs> you're like reviewing a bajillion yeah, movies trying right. to remember right. every single thing you've yeah, ever yeah, watched. Yeah. Which is part of the fun of Letterboxd is like that yeah. initial like for downloading it for the first time moment and yeah, trying you to like rack your brain for every movie you've movies. ever seen. Yeah. I still occasionally like, oh yeah, I did watch that one. Mm-hmm. So I'm occasionally remembering them, but I think I've got most of them. Um, so we'll see Kay. if I just was throwing them out willy nilly or if I actually stand by those to this day. Okay. Well, here we go. Cool. Do you want to go first? I will toss up the first movie here. Okay. It's starting with a movie I've never heard of. I think it. I think it said it came out in 1977 or something. Okay. It's called A Clockwork Orange. Oh my. Okay. So this is a Stanley Kubrick movie, and it's extremely controversial. This movie was. Yeah, I, I do not recommend this movie. If I remember, okay. my feelings were pretty negative on this really? one. Really? Okay. Um, it's The artistry of the movie is brilliant, and it's um, messages about like um, about society are, are really interesting and insightful, but the for me, the ultraviolence and mm. uh, sexual content of the movie uh. really were detracted from the old yeah. overall experience for me and i so very excessive I, yes it's very it's not like it doesn't glorify these things mm-hmm. but it's just so brutal and right. disgusting right and i don't ever want to watch it again wow okay good but to know I'm what gonna, did you rate I'm it i'm gonna say i give it two stars bang on baby dude did i really ding ding <laughs> ding 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 okay nice i'm, I'm glad okay i'll I, I guess we'll take turns yep <clears throat> okay that's awesome. Well um, done, sir. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're off to a good start. Off to a good start. Okay, Ben. Your oh first my. movie oh, no. is Don't screw me over Super here. 8. Oh, interesting. Do you remember who directed this one? Uh, is it James Cameron? No. Or Steven Spielberg? J.J. Abrams. No. Yeah. This was one of his like first uh, directorial what? debut. I 100% movie. thought this was like a James Cameron film. No, this is film. a J.J. Abrams uh, original. Super, no way. Super 8, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, I've seen this movie once. I kind of remember it. I, hmm, what did I think of Super 8? That was like when there's like this monster thing with like yeah, a with group the, of kids, the pretty train much, right? Tracks like go off the rails. And it's like the group of kids. Yeah, and they're like right? filming a movie. Right. Yeah, Super 8. I, I, Super 8. Yeah, I'm not going to influence your opinion by saying mine. Did I, was it a three? Did I give it a three? Dude, you got it. Really? Yeah, you got three. Yeah, I think, I it, yeah, I think it just, just felt partial. Us re- like accurately remembering every review. Yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah so it's boring. not actually how Everyone we felt. listening to it's this just... is just, just going to be like, yeah. these guys are such nerds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. Yeah, three stars. Good yeah, job. no, I think that's that's sort of how I felt on it. But I think if I watched it today, because it, it is one of those movies that's like super foggy. So like when yeah. in in like that was one of the movies I rated when I got Letterbox. So it's like if I watched it again today, I'm like, what what would I give it? That that would be a movie I'd actually want to see again. That was kind of my mindset with Clockwork Orange was uh-huh. um not trying to remember so much what I rated it as mm-hmm. much as what do I think of it right now? Yeah. And hopefully right. that echoes my opinions at the time. Right. Okay. So anyways, next one. Here we go. Surf's up. <laughs> <laughs> Surf's up, man. Okay. So here's the thing. This, I, I rated this probably way back in the, the days when I like first got Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just as part of my marathon of rating like hundreds of movies in one day. But, oh man, what did I actually give it? I, okay, so I know there is a one, somebody I follow, like a, a, a movie YouTuber I follow on Letterboxd, uh, reviewed it and it came up on my recommended and I, I watched the review and then I, I remember feeling differently about the movie so i changed my review oh really? so this is gonna be an, a tough one for me oh so i'm gonna say i give it four stars oh my you're reaching a little high there ryan okay what did i give it you gave it a three okay i give it three yeah okay well this i vaguely remember this one this would also be another rewatcher for it me it would be it would be entertaining to rewatch because i remember fondly um I, I remember my memory watching this movie was uh we my family and i were staying i was pretty young probably 10 or 11 mm. staying at a, a beach house in like lincoln city oregon or somewhere mm. on the oregon coast and the house that we were staying at the owners had a dvd player and a bunch of dvds and surfs up was one of them and so we just threw that on and that was my experience watching wow. that and i thought it was the funniest thing i'd ever seen it is pretty funny. So I don't uh, know I why I give it three and not maybe three and a half. Huh. I, I guess three makes sense. I should rewatch it though. Yeah. So that's what you gave it. Okay. Um, Ben. Oh, it's a bug's be... life. Oh boy. This is one of the <laughs> Pixar movies I do not yeah, feel fond and of. We are in agreement on this. Yeah, we are. We both dislike yeah, this movie. Yeah, a lot of people like lot. this movie, but I never liked this movie. No, no, no. <clears throat> Oh, what would I have given it? Oh, goodness. One and a half? Two? Dude, one and wait, a half? pick one. One and a half. Are you sure? Yeah. Sure? Yes. Yep, one and a okay. half. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's a little low. Like, that, I don't know if, I, I think it, it does deserve maybe a little better than that, but. I mean, maybe but objectively, I, but dude, this movie yeah. is like nightmare fuel for me. No, totally. It that, that is what it is. I think it is because of the era of life I was in when I first saw this. Those grasshoppers, man, they're terrifying. Bro, and um, so uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who plays Hopper. Yeah, dude, I don't. don't Ke- know Kevin Spacey. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, the, I don't know, bro. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Considering his, uh, incriminating. We don't need recent to details. talk about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it makes it extra special that bad Kevin that scene where the yeah he's yeah. picking on the kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I, know I won't go anymore. No, but yeah, no, that's one of those movies that it's like, even if it is better than that rating, like, I don't think I'm going to ever feel different about it just because it was, yeah, like, like you say, nightmare fuel where if, for, I think for both of us. If I'm at us. someone's house, this is the kind of yeah. movie where if some I'm at someone's house and they're like trying to, like, they want to put on a movie mm-hmm. and then they pick a bug's life, I'm going to be like, 
No, pick any other Pixar movie. Right. I'll watch Cars 2 over yeah. this one. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You're up. All right. Third movie. Going with the theme of uh, our our uh, main movie tonight. Going with a Jim Carrey movie here. Okay. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, I, okay. Okay. This is unpopular because this is a very popular movie. But I did not like this no, one. No, you did not. Uh, well, don't don't give it away. I don't know what my re- <laughs> I haven't said my review yet. Well, but you you know you didn't. I like know it. I didn't like it, but no, don't try to sway me, Ben. What if Swaying I give, what you, if bro. I gave it a positive review? Maybe I'm just yeah. Maybe so you I did. I didn't like this movie at all. Um, I I actually really like Jim Carrey as an actor. I think he's a fantastic actor. But I've said this and I'll say it again that he just doesn't. He's not in a lot of great movies. He's in some great movies. But a lot of his movies that he acts in are just not great. But he he himself is a great actor. It's kind yeah. of the Adam Sandler situation where mm. I think Adam Sandler has a fantastic actor buried deep within him mm. um, because uncut gems exist and that's proof that he's an amazing mm. actor. But he just picks the worst possible mm. movies he could ever act in. Right. So that's why people think he's a horrible actor. So I think casting um, in, mm. yeah. Yeah, casting has a lot to do with it. So what did you So I it? think I gave Ace Ventura Pet Detective a one and a half. Bang on, baby. Really? Yeah. Okay. Nice. I think I've seen parts of this movie. I've never seen the whole thing. It sucks. I don't I just remember deciding to watch it one day because it was like had such a cult following mm-hmm. and I was not I a fan. didn't get it when I was watching I yeah, I think that's why I didn't even finish it. I was just kinda it's like just, uh, this is I don't remember yeah. much about it. I just yeah. remember it was kind of stupid. There were some funny parts. Like I was laughing. I remember being parts. very annoyed. Yeah, it's it a was general very annoying. annoying Jim Carrey movie. was extremely annoying in this but movie, I think. Again, maybe it needs a rewatch and yep. reevaluation. Yep. Okay, Ben. We'll try to speed this up a little bit. We could even just cut it off at three. Let's do let's do four because I want to hear your opinion on this next one. Okay. The King of Staten Island. Oh, interesting movie. Yeah, I. So Pete Davidson is the star of this one. Right. He's a great. He's a good comedian. We were at Al's when we watched. We this. were. Yeah. This is yeah. an Owl movie. Yeah. Um. And I I picked this one. Yeah. Because I wanted to watch it really bad. Yeah, it was. It was very good. I remember it was a very good movie. It's not my kind of movie. It's not like a movie that I would pick, but you know, it was just like one of those situations where it's like, okay, I'm here watching a movie, so I'll watch it with you guys. Um, and yeah, it uh, it was good. Like you just sort of went through the, how this guy kind of grew up, I guess. Kind of right? just go through his whole life. It's like his whole adult life. It's like a pretty based on a true story, right? Well, he he made it. Yeah, like, I know. Pete Davidson made a movie right. about himself. Yeah. So because I know I guess it was therapy for him. Yeah. Because he's kind of he's kind of a uh, guy yeah. who's been through it, right. and he's got a lot of mental health issues. Yeah. So I think this was part of explaining to the world who, right. who what's going is. on in his brain. Yeah. yeah it was actually <clears throat> yeah it was interesting because it's pretty much yeah him going from a boy to a man, um, maybe a little later than. And, B- a and lot Bill of guys Burr is would. also in this Bill movie. Burr, and he, Bill Burr, he okay, killed it. He was awesome. Bill Burr is awesome. Bill Burr's like great. he's a, he's a great actor and like, yeah, funny guy. But uh, yeah, so he did well, and uh, no, it was a great movie. I probably what did I give it? Four? You give it a four? You did give it a four. Solid man. Yeah. I'm I'm up on my reviews. Man, this is just us remembering our reviews. Yeah. So far, you're winning because I only didn't remember. <laughs> okay. 
What do you got for me? Okay. Uh, this will be our last one. Okay. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. I okay. One of my favorite movies, this is by the in way. Ben's top four. Yeah, if it I'm is not in my top four. Yeah, yeah, okay. I love this so, movie. So, I I do really like this one, but it doesn't like. This is directed by Spielberg, right? Uh, I if it if remember. it isn't, I'm going to be so. immersed. I think it's. No, I think Spielberg it is. Movie. I think it is. It's and, and this uh, is not... George Lucas was was I think quite involved in well, Indiana it's Jones. Lucasfilm well. produced it. Yeah, so he was he was very involved. Um. Okay, this is not even my favorite George Lucas movie. Um, or not sorry, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, um, it's Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, it's iconic in all the best ways. I think the original Star Wars is. A far superior film in terms of what it accomplished and how it moved its genre forward and cinema in general mm-hmm. like i think star wars and jaws kind of in the same decade invented the summer blockbuster um but i i don't know i think it's never struck the same chord with me as it has for a lot of people i acknowledge how iconic it is and how uh, influential it is mm. but i just never have really had a longing to revisit it the same way that a lot of people do. Hmm. Um, I think I gave it a... Man. It's either a three and a half or a four. I'm going to say four. Bang on, baby. Yo, let's go. Four stars. It's still a great score. Yeah. It's a great score for a movie. It's a great... I think a lot of people would just go ahead and give this an easy five, but... uh, It's it's an easy five for me. Yeah. See, Mm -hmm. and it's just... Uh, I'm. It didn't affect me in the same way. No, that's but I do. Totally fair. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Is yeah. The thing. So no. It's just but one of those but it's situations. like if you if you give a movie five stars, you want it to hit like some sort I, of emotional. I reserve five stars yeah. for movies that really just like have that Punches little something special that I can't right. describe. You right. know, oh, I can't yeah. explain I in a review why I it goes from four and a half to five, I but it just that. does. So this movie is a four for me. Yeah. Cool. Well, I I mean I think you got to ask me one more because because I started. Oh, have. Okay. Yeah, I think you you've only asked me three movies. No, I've asked you four. No, you're right. You're right. Oh shoot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my other one is Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs> you screwed me over, bro. I know. <laughs> so you okay. have some explaining to do. <laughs> this is- <clears throat> okay. Well, I mean, people kind of know this about me. But- yeah, if they listen to our first episode, which. We don't need to talk. No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Disaster. Anyways, I don't like MCU. Um, He's not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. Dude, I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, and you reviewed it. Okay. On Letterboxd. And you gave it a very interesting I just have a very (laughs) strong dislike for Marvel movies. I don't know if if I really want to go into this right now. You don't have to go deep into it, but you have to explain yourself because... What you gave this movie is unforgivable, considering how. I just do not appreciate the uh, how much they're rolling out the Marvel movies and how it just feels so. Uh, manufactured. Yeah, manufactured, uh, cash cow. Yeah. Business and I don't know. I I just I don't like it and I don't support it and I don't watch them. Fair enough. So. Well, we can. Uh... Save our thoughts on Marvel for another episode. Yeah, because it's not like we've ever covered it before. No, we've never talked about it. (laughs) We've never given it its proper... uh, Its proper spotlight. No, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, anyways, there's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for all you Marvel so lovers you, out so there. So, what did you give it, Ben? I I mean, I don't know if it really counts, but I probably gave it a one. Yeah, you gave yeah. it a one. Okay, there you go. A one. Man, on I'm impressed with how well we remembered our own it's reviews. Pretty good. Yeah, I was we're, this we're, close I, to giving Indiana Jones a three and a half. Yeah, but dude, I was like, no. You're like, no. If I gave it to a review right now, I would give yeah. it a four. Oh man! And I was right. That's awesome. I went with my gut. You went with the gut, boy. Took a risk and it paid off. Took so you win because I got did one I wrong and you got none of them wrong. Really? I did. I get them all right. You got them all right. Oh my goodness! I'm very man, impressed with myself. Congrats! You are the winner of. We our, have to do this again. Yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah. I'm gonna pick some really obscure stuff. Yeah, I think we both have to do. And that. we'll do it at a later time when we've both watched more movies. Yeah. And yeah. Have more. To yeah more of a more of a library library exactly yeah cool sounds good it was an interesting experiment um i think it, it was off. i think so too it was fun for us anyways do you want to let's let's say what our uh fifth movies were we won't talk about them but i, I just i'm curious what you Kay. wanted me to talk about the sandlot the sandlot okay yeah i think i gave that like a four no what four three, and a half three stars three stars okay uh i and my last one for you was the hunger games mocking jay part two. Oh, interesting part two See, I don't even, I, I can't separate those movies in my head. They're all one in my head. I can, and it's because I think the second one sucks really bad. Yeah. Oh, what? like three? Did I give it like three? You gave it 2.5. Okay. Yeah. So. That's probably how I, that's how I feel about I, it's. I think I gave it something yeah. similar. Huh. Maybe a two even. Huh. But, uh. Anyways. Yeah. What are we uh talking about? What's our main topic tonight, Ben? The Truman Show. The Truman Show. Featuring Jim Carrey. Yeah. Our very own Jim Carrey. Directed by... Ooh. Hold do you on. have it? <laughs> no, <laughs> we both don't second. have it open. <laughs> give me a second. I'm opening it. Okay. Uh, Peter... <laughs> Peter Weir. Weir. Peter Weir. Weir. Interesting. Peter Lindsay Weir. It's an Australian film director. He oh, he did the Dead Poet Society. Ah, nice. Dead Poet Society, of course. Dude, everyone knows that movie. Yep. Has like half a million logs on Letterbox. Wow. Have you actually not seen it? Nope. Haven't seen that one. Watch it. Going on the watch list. Mm Hmm. Picnic at Hanging Rock. That's another one that he made. I've never Mm. seen. I haven't seen any of these other movies that he made. Interesting. But the Anyways. Truman Show. Uh, so we were talking about it the other day. Yeah, it came up. I think I was just saying how I am like, do you ever wonder if you're in the Truman Show or something? I said and I was something like, like that. And I, I had heard of them. I knew the movie. I was familiar right. with it, but I'd never seen it. Right. And I think I mentioned that. And it was very vague in my mind. I had watched it back in like grade seven, but I remember. So it's been a hot minute since you watched it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's definitely something that I've like. But you had positive wondered. positive. Uh, thoughts about it yeah well yeah and like i mean that's how you back yeah, then yeah and like it's some parts of it stuck with me and like the main theme around it so yeah. no i like i like this movie it's a great great movie yeah no i mm-hmm. so i just like being the film bro that i am i you know have been aware of this movie for some time mm-hmm. it's, i think it's been in my watch list for a while and i just never got around to watching it for no particular reason i just was like hmm. it wasn't the top of my priority you know i have other movies that i'd or like more in the forefront of my watch list mm-hmm. um but this but is one that i'm like yeah no i, I like these types of movies there yeah another one with jim carrey that's uh very similar to this movie in some ways mm. is called eternal sunshine of the spotless mind mm. which is a very popular movie on letterboxd mm. um 
and it's uh, it's Kate Winslet and uh, Jim Carrey mm-hmm. are kind of romantic interests in this movie where he uh, Jim Carrey like goes into his own memories mm. and everything his reality is kind of like crumbling around him and mm. it's it's really interesting but it kind of plays with reality right. in the same way that uh, this movie does and what's real and what's not right. and you know can you change your fate and whatnot hmm. uh, so it, it was gave me similar vibes and I loved that movie uh, Eternal Sunshine and so I was like this one seems very similar so right. I'm like totally down for this type of movie and, right. and I can't the there's other movies that I've seen in this kind of genre and the names escape me but i uh there i'm a fan of this these kinds of movies mm-hmm. yeah came no, out in is, like the 90s kind of and early 2000s sure. and yeah. they kind of are like you know not your typical who, kind of movie kind of right? like it's who different. are we really kind of movies yeah um and I, i'm a sucker for those and, yeah uh and i like jim carrey yeah so we i was like yo jim carrey for our next pod and you were like heck yeah let's do it so we did it so, and we just finished watching it like i guess an hour, an ago. hour ago yeah um so our our thoughts once again yeah. are hot off the press yeah i'll read a quick synopsis if anyone's not familiar with it yeah that's true um, we shouldn't assume that truman burbank is the star of the truman show a 24 hour a day reality tv show that prod that broadcasts every aspect of his life without his knowledge. His entire life has been an unending soap opera for con- for consumption by the rest of the world, and everyone he knows, including his wife and his best friend, is really an actor paid to be part of his life. So cool. That's a good synopsis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, for whatever reason, I thought that him being in uh, a TV show was like a plot twist midway through the movie right which yeah because you were like yeah it was funny because i would sort of say something you're like oh don't spoil it don't spoil it because i would say oh like yeah. what if you and sadie are just actors blah, blah, blah. and you're like hey stop spoiling it so, so I, in I was, my mind i'm like isn't that like the plot of the movie like i don't but, know why yeah. i was under the impression that that was yeah. the plot twist yeah but it's no seems that's like, fair it seems enough like to it think would be that. a good plot right, twist totally, you know i'm like 100%. man that would be an epic plot twist the whole it is, thing was it is a TV interesting show all, how it sort of opens but, with you knowing that it's a tv show. yeah so it never yeah. tried which i think really benefited the movie is that yeah. it never tried to hide that from right. you because naturally plot twists just kind of like everybody ends up knowing them especially if they get mm-hmm. really big or mm-hmm. i don't know no like, that would be a the, very fair assumption going into this movie but I think it really benefits this movie that yeah. right out the gate from the opening scene, you're, you know, you, they tell you yeah. str- flat out that this is a TV show and it's not real. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a really good thing Yeah. because it, it made the rest of the movie, uh, you were just going along with it. You're kind of rooting for him. You're being rooting like, for him. You're get like, get out of here, yeah. figure it out. So he, I'll, I'll kind of recap. Um, he, what's his name? Tru- Her- Truman Does he have- Burbank. Truman Burbank. Truman Burbank. <laughs> Truman Burbank. Truman Burbank. Truman Burbank. He. <laughs> so How many times can we say it? Truman. Okay, okay, okay. So Truman oh is a dude who's like super happy, and he reminds us of somebody that we know. Um, and <laughs> that was so funny. He just kind of. <laughs> that was so funny. So funny. We were just watching. The, yeah, we're never mind. We're, yeah. We're not talking about this. Uh, we are. <laughs> he's going through life, and he's just happy and doesn't really have any he doesn't have a care in the world and he 
you know, the whole every town, day's every day is a good day. Everyone says the same things every day. Everyone's happy. Sunshine Everyone every in this town is happy. Yeah. The town is, all the Life houses are perfect. painted white. The world is perfect. It's always sunny. It's on a beach. It's happy. Yeah. He has a job that he likes and people that he's are good friends with and nothing bad ever really seems to happen to him. And mm-hmm. his wife is just like this perfect person who is super smiley and supportive mm-hmm. constantly. And it's super weird. And it just gives you weird vibes. Feels from the get-go. incredibly fake. Feels incredibly fake. And you're just like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. Even though, you know, it just like, it still gets under your skin. Yeah. Um, and slowly over the course of the movie, things start to happen that aren't quite right and don't quite mm-hmm. make sense. And he starts blips. to figure it out. Yeah. little by little and uh truman eventually runs into this girl what's her name can you find out for me lauren La- R- lauren played that's right. by natasha mckellum so this girl lauren he kind of falls in love with a little bit or they have a little bit of a you know gaze across the yeah. room and they're like let's run away together so they run off to the beach and he she starts explaining spills to him the beans. she spills the beans and tells him everything and i was like whoa in a she's rush just saying it. as in she's a rush. being like taken away yeah she's she's busting the whole so they have like show. a brief second of alone time and then yeah. she tells him he's like you're everyone else is knows exactly what happens to yeah. you everyone's watching you Everyone, life is a show life it's is a fake, show blah, blah, so blah, blah. she yeah. just tells him everything yeah which i which I, throws him off he's like what are you talking about throws this, him off and it kind of throws happening? the viewer off totally which is um you know yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I, I liked that. I, I thought they were just going to keep slowly unraveling right. it the whole movie. But it was but just they just all feed it all to him right. at, at once, yeah. which is It super, does kind of, the movie is kind of unexpected in the way it unfolds. It kind of subverts your expectations yeah. in cool ways that aren't predictable. It kind of happens predictable. faster and differently than you would expect. Because I've yeah. kind of seen this plot um before. Oh, okay. Maybe they were inspired by this, but I've seen this plot before. Hmm. But this movie was able to do it in a way that didn't feel predictable, right. which was super cool. It felt very original. It yeah. felt like maybe this is the first really, uh, um, this is the first major time this like mm-hmm. idea had ever, this like um, uh, premise had ever been used mm-hmm. in a movie. And so that was super cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he unravels the mystery of this giant dome that he's in basically in Hollywood yeah. that is like, what? like the great wall of china or so. it's visible from space it's this well huge... yeah it's like the one of because great wall of china is visible from space so this is the other structure that's visible from right space. that's the right big that's dome. they mentioned that in the movie yeah so he talks to people and he's freaking out and everyone's trying to calm him down and it's super cool how well he's like trying to make sense of these anomalies that are happening mm-hmm. around him that don't make any sense everybody's just playing it off and like he he'll do things that are super crazy and should get a reaction out of people, but no one reacts because they know that they're just supposed to play along mm. and make everything calm. So they're trying to make it seem real, but also they're not they're making it less real mm-hmm. because they're not acting like actual people right. who would just be mean to him, you know? Like no Which one's actually really nice. Yeah, because he like, like it's almost like they're not allowed to retaliate. He like hits right? this guy on yeah. a ladder yeah. and the guy doesn't do anything. Yeah. You know, so like it's almost part of like their job description. Like you can't retaliate. Like it's a happy world. Blah blah blah. And which is odd because it's kind of a dead giveaway then that like this is not normal. You know, right? So it's it's interesting in that so, sense. So he can't really escape because every time he tries to escape, something co- like conveniently happens yeah. that prevents him from doing yeah. so. 
traffic traffic inexplicably people running into people on wheelchairs he tries he gets pretty far (laughs) at one point but then oh look at this a radioactive leak from this power plant yeah what a coincidence yeah and he can't get any further down the road so he has to go home um and it gets to the point where he's so like he's gotten so stir crazy that he Mm -hmm. like threatens his wife with a knife yo and he like grabs her in a chokehold I feel like that was like... That was like the turning point. That was kind of the climax of the movie. I think it was. That was my favorite scene. <laughs> I just realized I'm really going to have to put a spoiler uh, oh, message yeah. before the episode. That was my favorite scene <laughs> of the movie. Easily. Yeah. Like, hands down. I... It, like, because it was a really funny scene, too. Like, at first, because when she starts talking... Like, because she, she's doing the advertisement... Right, so she's like, His wife, "Oh, yeah. can I make the you hot this chocolate. hot chocolate?" Blah, blah, blah. And she's reading off like all the. He's like, "What does this have to do with anything right now?" Because like they're in this so really weird. heated moment, and then she starts reading off a product placement ad. It's like so obvious that it's an ad for TV. But she's trying to like kind of so s- slip it into normal dialogue because they can't have any yeah. actual ads, of course. No, for me, that is the funniest part of the entire movie. It was creepy, dude. Yeah, the way she was just smiling yeah, and it holding so, the, it was creepy, like, but it's so doing? funny. What are you doing? It's so funny. So I, but he's just like uh, losing it at her. He's he's like, yeah. how is this relevant to what I'm saying? I, like, are that you whole scene was great acting, dude. Like I'm saying, like, that Jim Carrey, great actor. Well, and and Laura Linney, like she Laura Linney, she did great. Yes, the girl who plays his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does great. Okay, yeah. No, she, yeah, she was good. Mm-hmm. And and she breaks character a couple of times because yeah. when he's threatening her with like yeah. her life. She's looking directly at the cameras because yeah. there's cameras saying, everywhere. Do and she's saying, do something. And he's yeah. like, who are you talking to? Yeah. And yeah. and then, oh, what does she say? She says another thing. Um, I didn't say Oh, anything. she says, I didn't say, she say? says uh, this is like super unprofessional. I don't right. want to do this anymore. It's right. unprofessional. Right. Get me out of here. That sort of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. she doesn't want to be trapped in here with this psychopath. Right. Who, who who's she's, losing his mind his, because things don't make sense. And it's so crazy how this like plays with reality because right. in some ways, even though she's not really his wife, she kind of is his wife yeah. because he's lived his entire life yeah. at a normal pace, 24-7 yeah. the show's going yeah. and he's living out his however 30-something year old yeah. life it's and crazy she's been by his it. side 24-7 yeah. for the yeah. entirety of it. I would imagine in her work days in quotations, she's probably out in the real world just doing her thing. Yeah. Having her her like break from the Truman Well, because he tries yeah. to find her at the hospital right. and he can't. Yeah. And then she probably was like, oh, okay, I have to be here so that we don't blow it. But That must be so stressful being an actor on that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would imagine be, that. Because you'd always be basically on call. Yeah. For any time something Literally out always, of the ordinary Literally always, 24-7, you're on call. That would be horrible. Yeah. I, I imagine they get paid yeah. a lot. Yeah. They kind of so, mentioned that. They're like, we need an entire country's yeah, money right. to like fun to keep the right, show live there's so many people but it's the most popular show in the yeah, world yeah and so eventually our hero our protagonist he um uh figures it all out he figures out that there's cameras well he he doesn't know for sure but he's like pretty sure sure enough to escape and he he kind of like creates a, a decoy in his sleeping yeah, bag so right. they don't they can't see him because it's, it's nighttime funny. and no one's really yeah. paying a, that close of attention on the cameras yeah and they're like he's just sleeping because he like put a tape recorder of himself snoring yeah. under the pillow and then he crawls out through a hole in the basement up through the lawn 
So good. And amazing plan. Then they're all spazzing out trying to track him down. And he gets away on a sailboat, which he's like afraid of the water. Yeah. Well, because they instilled fear into him, right? As he grew up, they would instill all these different fears so that he would never want to leave this perfect little Because his whole life was basically scripted. Yeah. What was going to happen. Yeah. And so they made it so it looked like his dad died when he was little. Yeah. Or the actor that played his dad, I guess. It's so messed up. But then, but then his dad, I was trying to figure this out. So like his dad died on a boat in the water in a storm. Right. So I was trying to figure this out because then his dad shows up again. Right. And so I think was, why did he show up again? Because I don't think, I think it was just because he was in that moment of despair, you know, with his friend because that was right after he like threatened his wife. Well, no, but like when his dad was the homeless guy when he first ran oh, into him, why was he there? Did I think he, the movie because they said that his dad broke broke into yeah. the set again. Yeah, no, because I think remember um, uh, throughout the movie they kind of say like all the times that people tried to like tell him that right. it was a fake show. But it didn't. I don't. It didn't seem like he was there to tell him that it was a fake show. Hmm. So I was like, what was his motivation for coming back? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you don't need to know. Yeah. It was just odd. I was like, okay, what, what, why is he back? Yeah. But I thought that it was because he was trying to warn Truman, but maybe that's not the case. I don't think it was. I don't know. But, um, yeah, you, he, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, you gave this movie a very high rating. I did. So as soon as the credits started to roll, and even before that, I was like, this movie is amazing. Yeah. I'm, it's an easy five stars yeah. for me. Yeah. No hesitation. No, hesita- no Zero hesitation, no. bro. So there, that means it hit you. How did it, how did it like. Okay. Yeah. So. How did it impact you? I guess we were talking earlier. I, I reserve my fives for movies that just have that little extra yeah, something. A little oomph. So I'll, I can explain. Uh, let's see. I can explain what that something is. Kind of. It, it didn't make me cry or anything. This movie's mm-hmm. not a crier. But, no, it's and not. that's not even like I don't give five star movies that make me cry. But it sure gets your wheels turning. It gets you thinking, and yeah. I like movies that make me think about the world as we know it. Yeah, you know, like yeah. this movie is one of those like what really makes us humans kind of movie. Like, yeah, because it plays with the idea of you know, if he had never questioned this world, he would have been born and died in this world that was completely yeah. fake but he would have not known any different yeah and the movie kind of tries to argue for the fact that the world that he's in is a better world than the one that's outside right. and so right. he should be lucky right. that he gets this special right. treatment and no one else he's the only person in the world who doesn't actually mm-hmm. have to face life's actual consequences mm-hmm. but he out of a desire to know what's actually going on he ha- kind of has. He's kind of faced with the moral crossroads mm-hmm. um, at the end of the movie when he finds the edge of the world and he has the choice to step out of the mm-hmm. door to go into the real world mm-hmm. or stay in the one that he's at because he's given the choice. The the uh, uh, the, the guy Ed Harris, yeah, he yeah. the guy who is the director and creator of he's this show. He's essentially God. He's ba- he basically is God in over this movie. the Truman Show. Um, so he yeah. he makes the decisions. He controls the weather. He controls the day and night. Yeah. Um, and everything that else that happens. But he and he oversees everything. Yeah. But he kind of has this special relationship with Truman because he watched him grow up from a baby. He watched him take his first mm-hmm. steps, and he watched him 
all the so way through his very thirty something over, years. Over Truman, he's very connected to this yeah. person, and he's kind of the the uh, Ed Harris is kind of a psychopath in this yeah, movie because yeah, he's he you is. know essentially robbed someone of their life, yeah. uh, and it's super messed up. Like yeah. when you think about it, but like, but in his it doesn't mind, really he's almost in... doing him a favor because he's like, oh, you were just an un- unwanted that's the, that's child. That's the philosophy of birth, this movie. Right? The like, philosophy of this movie is. Yeah. And it's like where it gets philosophical is when it yeah. starts asking the question, would you rather live in a right. world that where you don't have to deal with right. um, essentially sin and the, yeah, the in fall a way. Yeah, with yeah. the effects of that? Yeah. Because he lives in a world where people are perfect and he can yeah. hit someone and they'll never retaliate. Yeah. And he just gets to live the job that he wants and he gets a wife who yeah. never gets mad at him. Yeah. And you're safe. You're he has, say, he has for, security like, uh, and he yeah. everybody loves him. Yeah. He never has any hardships. Yeah. But he decides that he doesn't want that world. He'd yeah. rather have so, the world that's real. Yeah. And I, it's interesting because you think about it and there's a lot of people I'm sure you you talk to and they'd actually mm-hmm. say that they'd rather have the world that totally, he has. Yeah. Because not everyone has it as easy as you and I do. Right. You know? Right. And that's the thing is like in our world, there's a lot of disparity between people who have had it who are really fortunate and people who are really unfortunate Mm -hmm. so the movie like the question the movie might seem easy to you or i was like Mm -hmm. obviously i don't want to live in this psychopaths Mm -hmm. like creation Mm -hmm. show where i have no real control Mm -hmm. but i'm sure some people out there don't have that same situation and, Mm -hmm. and come from a place where their world is so hopeless that they'd rather have a world where they Mm-hmm. Our ignorance is bliss, where they are born happy well, and like, die happy. It's kind of like the Matrix, red pill, blue pill. Yeah, right? you, it's, it's gives, a very similar a phys, uh, philosophical theme. When did this movie come out? Because I think it came out 19, 1998. Yeah, this movie came out like a year before the Matrix. Right. So they both ask essentially the same question. Pretty much, like, which is a it's a good question to very like, think movies, about. But very similar themes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's you know. Do you want to know the truth or right. do you want to be comfortable? Right. And that's what this movie did to me. And there's two quotes that I'll I'll read off mm-hmm. that really stood out to me. And, and the first one is, um, we accept the reality of the world we were born into. Mm. And I can't remember who said that. Do you remember who said nope. that? Shoot. I, somebody said that. And it might have been his mom or something. Yeah, I think so. Somebody. Mm -hmm. um but it's it's kind of you know again echoing that point of um you know we we don't you wouldn't really know any better Mm -hmm. um we accept the reality of the world we were born into when when you're born you don't question if what you're living is real totally you know when you're living your adult life same with like growing up in a faith or growing up without a faith it's like whatever you grow up in eventually you're gonna start questioning that right like i had a season of life like that too I, I can, where i question everything right i'm often in in that season right. of questioning oh, yeah. what i believe and why i believe right. it which is a good thing it's good it's great we more to, people should ask those questions Yeah, because then you start sort of living uh, you can of, live comfortably and never question your faith or, or just yeah. what you believe in general your worldview you become more of your own person when you uh yeah when you question things and hash things when out. you ex- when you yeah when you ask the questions that might lead you to conclusions you don't want to come right. to, but are the 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 ones you should because right. they're the right or the they're the they're the truth, you know? Yeah, you hope. <laughs> you hope. You don't know. No one actually really knows a lot of things, but that's I guess that's where faith comes in. But yeah. uh, I don't want to like 
No, we don't. <laughs> Christianify this movie too no. much because it's not even what it's talking no, about. No, it's just really But it's just something you can apply. You can yeah. um, project onto this movie's message. Right. But my second quote from this movie that uh, I had to write down when it was said is um, when uh, Ed Harris is kind of speaking to Truman in those final moments, uh, right before he like steps into that door, he tries to convince Truman to stay in the world so that he can continue playing this character for this TV show. Mm-hmm. And he says, no more truths out there than in, oh, there there are no more truths out there. Oh, sorry. But (laughs) there are no more truths out here than there are in there. Mm -hmm. And he's referring to the outside world versus the inside world. He's Mm -hmm. saying, if you step out that door, you're not going to find any more truth than there's been in the one that you're living Mm -hmm. in currently. And I thought that was fascinating Mm -hmm. because it's true. The world that we live in is full of lies. And yeah, Mm -hmm. while the world that he was living in might have been completely fabricated and all every aspect of it was a lie mm-hmm. but his uh ed harris's point and that's not even his character's name in the movie it's just the actor but no his um, name's christoph christoph yeah. christoph's character uh character he he's of the belief that um the outside world is just as deceitful yeah and i i think there's a lot to be said for that um he definitely has a point there Mm-hmm. to some degree um and and it's it's easy to just like say he's the bad guy of the movie but it's also it's easy to yeah. kind of understand where he's coming from right. like you disagree with him at but a you see how level. he is where he is because he i don't think he saw his wrong right? no he he saw himself as yeah. giving this world a good thing because his exactly. whole message was that he was projecting something positive onto the right. world by giving them the show of this man who lived a completely careless life where he could be the person that um a person who just went through life and enjoyed everything and was always happy well that and and he gave this child this unwanted child a life right yeah because he was forgotten at birth but i i I think he was doing it like his grand vision of it he gave him a life and was to to give other people hope who are watching well i think it was was and to give them an escape it's a a double-sided thing right like because i think he he really like in his weird perverted way he loved he loved uh truman right because like he would have those moments where he'd be like petting truman on the screen right he'd be like petting yeah, yeah. his hair it was super creepy it was super creepy but it's like wow this guy really has a connection to this kid that he threw into this show at birth right um so i think it's definitely like a double-sided coin yes i agree yeah um, I, I wish I had, <laughs> I wish we had more, uh, different opinions on this one, but it's hard to dislike this movie. Yeah. I think like, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to rate this one like a four and a half now that okay. I've seen it again. So what would prevent it from being right. a five for you? So I was hoping, uh, cause I didn't really remember this movie super well. So after that scene with his wife, when they're just like freaking out at each other, um, we don't see her again. That's it. His wife? Yeah, like that was the last scene with her. Well, I think she quit. Yeah, no, she did. But um, uh, Christoph, like Ed Harris, um, he all we hear of her is uh, that she's going to be moving on from the show in a later episode. So like that kind of was like, okay, like we'll see her again then because I kind of wanted to have closure yeah. with that. 
because I like for me that was my favorite scene in the movie. I'm like, man, this is fire. Like Jim Carrey and Laura Linney are like a great duo. That on the was screen. the best acting in the whole. It movie. was, and like so, I really wanted to see one more scene. I was thinking maybe that scene will be there when she leaves, and like, what is like, how is Truman gonna react to her leaving? Like, what is that? I mean, he already knew at this point that like this was all fake, pretty much, and like, but I was just curious how it actually ended. But we don't actually know like what his last interaction with her was, unless that that was it. Maybe that was it. Well, um, I don't know why he would ever. Well, I don't know. That kind of was his real wife in a way. Yeah. You spend that much time with someone and it, it becomes well, real. Yeah. Yeah. It was real for him. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. So I was just I'm mean, like. This, he's got to have some sort of like connection like it's got to be hard for him but we don't really see that so i think th- that was just that would be my one thing if i gotta get nitpicky like that was it um, i i think i agree with you there's some closure that i wanted i wanted to see how he interacted with people once he got into the outside world yes, you know i wanted to 100%. see i badly wanted cool. to see his yeah. interaction with the outside world but the thing is I think the movie ended perfectly where it was because it, the movie said what it needed to say. Exactly. It made its the point. The message got across. And anything else yeah. they would have added would have been unnecessary. Yeah, it would have been unnecessary. So I think Maybe they, a little more this movie was but... the perfect length. It ended where it needed to yeah. end and it left you asking questions yeah. that the movie wanted you to ask. Yeah. And it, and it even left you with some answers. Yeah. Um, And it, yeah, I think it really, you know, I can't fault it. I wanted to be mad at it for not giving me any like you know epilogue mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i really can't fault it for that because no i think it actually i think the lack of a cherry on top actually makes for a better yeah a better ice cream <laughs> <laughs> i went i went all the way with that uh imagery oh, with that thank you yeah the the lack of a cherry brings more focus mm. to the ice cream that it does that's beautiful thank you your our listeners are just going to uh really be chewing on that one for a little while yeah chewing (laughs) (laughs) you don't really chew ice cream is that where you were going with that never mind i'm just reading into things we're just having fun we're just having fun here anyways that's the truman show that's the truman show i freaking loved it i gave it movie i give it five stars and a like i i love the these um this era of a late 90s uh, movies that are kind of existential, yeah. crisisy, and um, really get down. It like th- all these movies, The Matrix, this one, Office Space, all these kinds mm-hmm. of, and Fight Club, all came mm-hmm. out in like the same years, nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine, mm. and they all have this um, these recurring themes of monotony right. in our world, office jobs that are right. boring, just like this life that is like is so boring and samey like is it even real right and, and they kind of fantasize about um something more you yeah know? and breaking the cycle and and i this is one of those for sure this goes in that genre mm-hmm. the matrix fight club office space mm-hmm. the truman show mm-hmm. and i really kind of dig those movies because they really um they challenge the status quo mm-hmm. uh, of the time and even now like we're mm-hmm. less like i don't know not everybody is stuffed in cubicles mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. maybe they were more in the 90s but mm-hmm. um it's still i don't know these movies are kind of a rebellion against that mm-hmm. way of life the 
Si- like right you know you white picket fence right. suburbia it challenges trapped in your challenges the western car, culture driving yeah. to your cubicle that you hate every day right. and driving home which not everyone hates the, the same, cubicle right no like, no but like but yeah waking it challenges up and going the, the western same time way every of day life. And just yeah. like you're what is you can't tell one day apart from the next right and it yeah it challenges very much the western yeah um western civilization yeah and just saying like what is this doing to humanity? Yeah. Are we even humans? Are we reaching our full human potential when our lives are more or less meaningless? Yeah. Um, and I think it's cool. I like that movies around this time, around the turn of the millennia, mm-hmm. kind of ask these existential questions. And yeah. Me- really it's dig something with meaning, right? Into the nitty gritty yeah, of I human like philosophy. Too. I appreciate that. So. Yeah. I... It, for me, it was easy to give this five stars. Because yeah. I think it asked all the right questions and it even just without the philosophical aspects, I think it's mm-hmm. just a really entertaining movie. That's well yeah, paced. The acting is great. It feels unique. It feels it's, unique. Yeah. It, um, it, it's no, it's, it's just, great. It, it's not, it's not hard to watch. It's, it gets both of our stamps of approval for yes. sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I shouldn't even have to say this, but I fully recommend it. Fully recommended by Ren and Bayan. I think that's a good place to end the pod. Yeah. <laughs> If you've made it this far, thanks for listening, you guys. That's a longer one. It's longer, a longer one. Longer pod. Uh, a little longer than usual. We need but that's feedback because okay. we're trying a bunch of new things. We're, we're trying just new seeing stuff. what works, seeing what our doesn't. Our podcast so. is still in its infancy, and we would yeah. love to hear more from our uh, yeah our dedicated fan base. Like, we have yeah. like I don't know, a solid like twenty fans. Yeah, I appreciate those who who do give us feedback, like my friends who I talk to in person and say things. Thank you. Yeah, it, so it means a lot anytime people. we hear something about our yeah. podcast. Yeah, it does. It really does. It does. Yeah. Because I, I, we want to improve and yeah. we don't want to make any more uh, episode ones. No. Uh, so, what you talking about? I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, really. that doesn't. We don't talk about episode one. Well, I mean, it's n- it's not no, episode one anymore. It's not episode I, one. I deleted it. It's, it's gone, gone forever. Gone. It was it's so horrendous. Forever. I can't. Yeah. So I, we, we have a new episode one, which is actually. We, good. we changed, we shifted all the. I thought this was going to be a secret. No, right? we're sorry. We're talking about it. It's okay. too good. <laughs> well, we've got to end the pod. Yeah, we do. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. It's been real. Peace.